But let me be clear, should you ever dare to insult or threaten me again, I'll not hesitate to cut off your head myself. Are we understood? Hello, and welcome to Visions of the Past, an Assassin's Creed lore podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm glad to see that you have found this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the man who spoke that threat, Haytham Kenway. Haytham has been in a number of games within the series, with his first appearance being within Assassin's Creed 3. He was also an Assassin's Creed rogue and had a cameo in Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. He was also in the side game Assassin's Creed Memories and the magazine Assassin's Creed, the official collection. But where we get most of our information on Haytham is the novel Assassin's Creed Forsaken. Before we get talking about Haytham's biography, let's take a moment on the character himself. Haytham was voiced by Adrian Hill, who was also the motion capture performer, uh, performing him in both Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed Rogue. Haytham is the translation of an Arabic name that means young eagle. Kenway, though, comes from either the spelling of the old English name Kaiwig, which is composed of the word Kaing, which means royal, or Sen, which means keen or bold, and the word Wig, which means war. Now that we have the real-world information out of the way, let's take a look at the life. That was Haytham Kenway. Haytham was born in London on December 4, 1725, to Edward and Tessa Kenway. At the age of six, he would be tutored on how to use a sword and was homeschooled by Mr. Failing. On Haytham's eighth birthday, his family would be walking home from a trip to White's Chocolate House when a group, which included Haytham, his parents, and his half-sister, Jennifer Scott, were attacked by a mugger trying to steal Tessa's necklace. Reginald Birch, a senior property manager of Edward's, threatened to kill the man, but he was dissuaded by Edward who was upset at Reginald's harsh vigilantism. Though later in the day, Edward would ask his son whether he thought the thief should have been allowed to go free. At first, Haytham replied that he initially had hard feelings to enact revenge, but would have offered the man mercy. After Edward would present Haytham with a steel short sword, and then would be put away in a secret compartment within the games room, only to be used with Edward's permission. Haytham would continue his training, and Edward would encourage Haytham to think for himself and dispute others' opinions. During this time, Mr. Birch would become a regular visitor around the Kenway estate as he would start to court Jennifer. Shortly before Haytham's 10th birthday, Reginald would express an interest in Haytham's training, in which Haytham would mention his hidden sword. Later that night, Haytham would hear an argument between Edward and Reginald, after which Reginald would tell Haytham that he had warned Edward. On the night of December 3rd, 1735, five mercenaries, who were hired by Reginald Birch, would attack the Kenway household. Edward would kill one assailant, but another would be able to plunge a sword within Edward's chest. This would also be the night that Haytham took his first life, when he would take the sword of the first man and kill his mother's assailant. Haytham would be knocked over by the man that killed his father, but soon he would be murdered himself as Reginald Birch would arrive to slay him. But this would not stop the other two men kidnapping Jennifer Scott and setting the house on fire. After the funeral of those who died during the attack, which include his father, Haytham was approached by Reginald with his hidden sword that was recovered from the rubble that was once the Kenway home. 
Reginald revealed to Haytham at this point that he was appointed by his mother Tessa to be the family's counselor and guardian, and that Haytham was going to go to Europe with him to search for Jennifer. When pressed, he would reveal that his sources for her location were his Templar contacts. While Haytham liked the idea of working with a Templar knight, he didn't want to leave his mother home alone after the attack, as she had been too ill to go to the funerals. Reginald took the note that Haytham had not seen his mother and informed him that it was because she was traumatized by watching her son kill a man. This would lead Haytham to talk to his mother, and upon seeing her cold attitude toward him, decided to leave London with Reginald for Europe. On December 11th, eight days after the attack, Emily, the Kenway's chambermaid, would inform Haytham that her sister, Violet, overheard Jennifer screaming about a traitor in the house while being dragged to the carriage that the mercenaries escaped in, and that the next day, a man with a West Country accent had threatened her to keep quiet. Emily would suggest that Reginald was a traitor, but Haytham would dismiss this, realizing that Edward's personal valet, Jack Digweed, was not in the house during the attack. Leaving the next day, Reginald and Haytham would meet Edward Braddock shortly after. Braddock, a Templar in the army, would be the one to conduct the main search for Jennifer, and Haytham would tell Braddock and Reginald his suspicions about Digweed. The two Templars would find that Digweed was missing but that they would vow to find him. The search would continue over the next five years with little luck as Jennifer had been sold to Turkish slavers. By the time Haytham had turned 15 in 1740, the group would have to slow their search for Jennifer as the War of Austrian Succession had broken out. This would force Haytham and Reginald to buy a chateau near Droy, France, where Birch continued to instruct Haytham in the ways of the Templars. Haytham would take challenge in the Templars' ethos believing it to be a comfortable match with his father's philosophy of questioning. Though Haytham would be skeptical on Reginald's beliefs on the Isu, who they only knew as the precursor race, the first civilization, or those who came before. Four years later, in 1744, Haytham would be officially inducted into the Templar Order, where he would be instructed to kill a greedy merchant in Liverpool, and then again, later that year, he would be sent to assassinate an Austrian prince. These two murders would give Haytham a reputation as an efficient killer, and on June 11, 1747, Haytham would take possession of his father's journal that contained coded research on the Isu after killing the Templar traitor Juan Vedomir in Spain on Reginald's orders. When meeting Reginald in Prague, Haytham would be told about the death of his mother. During his time in London, Haytham read his childhood diary and realized one of the nursemaids, Betty, had been in a relationship with Digweed. After his mother's memorial, Haytham would hunt down Betty and interrogate her. During his interrogation, he would find out that a man with a West Country accent would blackmail Digweed by threatening his children, but would pretend not to know where Digweed was. Shortly after the interrogation, Haytham would intercept the letter that Betty sent to Digweed, giving away his location within Germany. And on July 14th, Haytham would arrive in Germany and question a shoekeeper who would be reluctant to give any information till Haytham threatened his son. After which, the shoekeeper would tell Haytham and Reginald that two British soldiers were already informed of Digweed's location. Haytham and Reginald would ride immediately for Digweed's location, and on the way, Haytham would recognize a soldier riding away from Digweed's location as one of the men that kidnapped Jennifer and would chase him into the forest. Here, Haytham would catch up to the man and find out that he had a West Country accent and he revealed to Haytham that his father Edward was an assassin and died for something that he had, but the man would die from a wound that Haytham had given him 
before he could reveal anything else. After the man's death, Haytham would find paperwork that would confirm that this man served in Edward Braddock's regiment in the Dutch Republic. When Haytham returned to Reginald at Digweed's location, he had found that Digweed was already dead, but would renew his resolve to find the man who had kidnapped his sister. Riding hard to find the man who had escaped, Haytham would find and fight him on July 17th, but would be knocked out when British troops arrived. When Haytham woke up, he would find that he was mistaken for the deserter friend of the pointy-eared man that he had chased. While Haytham would break free, it would be too late to save the pointy-eared man's life. Edward Braddock would soon inform Haytham that the pointy-eared man's name was Tom Smith and was indifferent to having one of Jennifer's kidnappers under his command, but would still allow Haytham to conduct an investigation among his troops. But he would also request that Haytham served with him during the war with the French. During the siege of bergen op in September 1747, Haytham would help with the retreat, and as the regiment departed via ships, one of the men asked if his family could come. Haytham would allow it, as there was room, but Braddock would refuse. When this man called Braddock Craven, Braddock would go so angry that he would order his executioner Slater to kill all of them, including the infants. As Haytham continued to work with Braddock, he would see more and more acts of cruelty and violence from him, and would come to realize that Braddock was abandoning the Templar order. While serving with Braddock's company, Haytham would befriend a private by the name of Jim Holden, who had been forthcoming with information about Tom Smith revealing that he had been a member of Braddock's inner circle of mercenaries. While this worried Haytham, he would eventually ask Holden to leave the army and become his gentleman's gentleman, and primarily act as his carriage driver. In 1753, Haytham was assigned to kidnap Ruscio Albertine in Corsica, who was being protected by the assassin known as Miko. When Miko ambushed Haytham, he would lose the short sword that was given to him on his eighth birthday. The fight would end, though, when Haytham threw Miko into a crevasse, though Haytham would end up being pulled along with it. As they both hung there, Haytham would loosen Miko's hidden blade from his arm and bite his hand, causing Miko to fall. When the fall did not kill him, Haytham found that Miko was attempting to climb up the rope, but Haytham was able to convince him to flee and fight another day. Haytham would take Lucio to Reginald Birch, who would use him to blackmail his mother, Monica Albertine, into decoding Edward's journal that was recovered from Juan Vedomir. On April 18, 1754, Haytham and Reginald would attend the Beggar's Opera in the Theatre Royale in London. Haytham would tell Reginald that he had seen the play before when he was younger, but didn't remember much of it and figured that he wouldn't get much of a proper viewing here either. He would be right, though, as his true purpose would be to obtain an Isu artifact from an attending patron, who turned out to be the same assassin he took his hidden blade from, Miko. After killing Miko and obtaining the artifact, Haytham would escape the theater and meet back up with Birch, who would charge him to go to Boston and find the Isu site that the artifact opened. He was given a list of men who would help him to do so. On April 20th, Haytham would set sail for Boston on the Providence. During the crossing, the captain, Samuel Smythe, would tell Haytham that he thought the crew planned a mutiny, which he would remind Haytham that if this were to happen, he wouldn't make it to Boston. This would lead Haytham to investigate. During the investigation, Haytham would find that painted barrels were being thrown overboard, deducing that they were being left as a trail for another ship to find them. Moments later, 
a ship would be sighted that would attack the Providence. And when Smith sent Haytham below deck, Haytham would come into contact with Lewis Mills. Mills would admit to Haytham that he was the one who drew the ship to them, that he was actually an assassin and had pursued Haytham once he got word about the death of Nico. They would agree to settle the matter in a duel that would end with Haytham killing Mills. After killing Mills, Haytham would return to the top deck and force Smythe to lead the ship into a storm that would cause them to lose the pursuing vessel. On July 8, 1754, the Providence would arrive in Boston, where Charles Lee would be waiting. Charles would give Haytham a tour of the city that would include meeting Benjamin Franklin and then William Johnson at the Green Dragon Tavern. Now effectively working as the Grand Master of the Templar Order within the colonies, Haytham's first goal was to unite everyone that was on his list. After meeting with Johnson, Haytham would learn of some of Johnson's work being stolen and that his man Thomas Tickey, who was also on the list, was trying to find out who was responsible. After finding Hickey, Haytham, Charles, and Hickey would retrieve the papers from a mercenary group and return them to Johnson. While Johnson would look through the papers, Haytham would continue his search of listed men. This time, he was looking for Benjamin Church. July 10th, Haytham and Charles would find that Church's home was raided and that Church was gone, after which they would perform an investigation that led them to find that Church was taken to Southgate Fort. Once they found Church within the fort, they would notice that Church was tied to a chair and being interrogated by a man named Silas Thatcher, who was in charge of the fort. Haytham and Charles would free Church, and the three of them would return to the Green Dragon. Three days later, Haytham and Charles would travel to the Coops Hill Battery looking for John Picarn. They would find him in a conversation with Edward Braddock, who was threatening to kill Picarin for treason. After a brief conversation, Braddock would not allow Picarin to leave and sent away Haytham and Charles. This would lead to Haytham and Charles luring Braddock and a patrol into an alley where they would kill most of the patrol and Braddock would allow for Picarin to leave. Before returning to the Green Dragon, though, Haytham would find a man named Slater and kill him for what he saw him do in France in the Dutch Republic while Haytham had worked with Braddock. On July 14th, Haytham would gather each man and plan out an infiltration of Southgate Fort so they could free the slaves that were being held there by the fort's leader. The group would find a convoy and after killing all the regulars, would dress in their uniforms and infiltrate the fort. While inside the fort, Haytham would kill the fort's general, free the slaves, and then stab si uh, Silas, allowing for Church to deliver the killing blow with a pistol. On November 15th, 1754. Haytham would start working with, and I'm going to mispronounce her name, I've never been able to pronounce it, but um, it's Kenehitio, or Kenehitio, Ken but Haytham, as I will throughout the rest of this podcast, be allowed to call her Zeal. The pair would formulate a plan to kill Edward Braddock after Haytham got into a bar fight with British regulars while trying to find information on Braddock's location while they were both in Concord. After Zeo cleaned a cut that Haytham had received during his fight, they would travel to Fort St. Matthew. During a blizzard, Haytham would learn that Braddock was rallying troops to take to Fort Duquesne and would steal a copy of the plans for him and Zeo to plan an ambush beside the Monongahela River. On July 9, 1755, Haytham would meet Zeo and his group of Templars and wait for Braddock and his men to pass by. Haytham would assassinate one of the regulars and take his outfit allowing for him to sneak up to Braddock himself. Braddock would take the opportunity to flee when a French soldier failed in his attack. Haytham would be forced to chase him, but a tree would fall in front of Braddock, allowing for Haytham to catch him. 
This would lead to George Washington to kill a horse beneath Haytham, and then Zeo attacked Washington, giving Haytham the opportunity to pursue Braddock on foot. Haytham would eventually catch Braddock, kill him, and take his ring while giving him his last rites. After the death of Braddock, Zeo would take Haytham to the location of the Isu Temple that he was looking for. Here, Haytham would find that the artifact that he had was not the right one to open the door to the temple. After this realization, Haytham and Zeo would share an intimate moment after which, Haytham would return to the Green Dragon on July 13th. On that day, Haytham would formally induct Charles Lee into the Templar Order and create the colonial rite of the Templar Order. Haytham would then spend a few weeks with Zeo, but when Lee delivered a letter from Holden that stated Jennifer had been found, Lee would also inform Haytham that Braddock had died of his wounds, forcing Zeo to realize that Haytham had lied to her about ensuring Braddock's death and ordered them both to leave. On September 17th, 1757, Haytham would meet with Reginald Birch and tell him that information that would help narrow the search for the Isu Temple would be found within the Ottoman Empire. Haytham and Holden would disguise themselves as eunuchs and infiltrate the governor's palace in Damascus, where Jennifer was an attendant in the Harlem. Haytham would be able to convince Jennifer to leave, but Holden would stay to fend off the guards that were coming to arrest them. Holden would be taken to Abu Gurbay Monastery within Egypt where he would be forced to undergo the procedures to become a eunuch. On September 21st, Haytham would save him by killing a priest and setting the monastery ablaze. After spending time with Jennifer on the way to France, Haytham would come to realize that it was Reginald Birch who was the man who ordered the attack on his childhood home that caused the death of his father, and that everything up to that point was to get Edward's journal that Haytham was realizing was the one that he took from Vetermere in Spain. On October 9th, 1757, Haytham and Holden would attack Reginald Chateau under the cover of darkness. During the attack, Holden would be able to free Lucio and Monica, while Haytham would force his way into Reginald's office by shoving his sword through a door and killing the man behind it. Jennifer would attack Reginald, but he would catch her and put a knife to her throat, but during the struggle, she'd be able to force him onto the sword that was sticking through the guard that was stuck to the door killing Reginald Birch. Just before they left, Haytham would give Lucio and Monica supplies for travel and Haytham's own sword for the travel. But Lucio would stab Haytham in the chest with it before leaving for Haytham's previous crime. This injury leave Haytham bedridden for six months, where he was taken care of by both Jennifer and Holden. I think we're going to stop here this week and get into Haytham's latter years next week, along with my thoughts and feelings on the character. But I do want to thank you for joining me today. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions about Assassin's Creed or topics that you'd like me to cover, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter at visions underscore AC, a link to which will be in the description of this podcast. Until next time, my Assassin friends, make sure to follow the Creed. And to those Templars listening, may the Father of Understanding guide you.